have enough drinks there? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world. I have brought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire. Welcome to this podcast, which is <laughs> our podcast. My name is Nathan. I'm joined by my co-host. He's got seven drinks on the go at once, but no one cares who he is. All we care about is... Uh, him telling us what this silly little show is all about. I'll do that, but I'm going to circle back around to that intro. <laughs> this is the show, the pop culture show, where we get together. We talk about all things pop culture. We talk about movies. We talk about telly shows. We talk about games, and we try and put a positive spin on it. Nathan, can you smell burning toast? No. Why the Anakin Skywalker quote mid-intro? Why not? I mean, look, I'm with you. Why not? But Yeah. But also, why? Why not? It's fun to try new things every once in a while. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll throw in a little quote here and there. This is our pop culture podcast, so I'll occasionally throw in a little quote from pop culture. Our eagle-eared listeners will catch them, I'm sure. I have two drinks. It'd be pretty hard to miss them, if I'm being honest. Yeah, they're always in the intro. Like, it'd be pretty hard to miss you with your seven drinks. Listen, I've got a shot and a chaser, a nice Diet Coke cherry, and a nice water to wash it back. That sounds truly horrendous. Why? Why are you chasing... A Diet Coke with water. I'm not, like, following the rules of a chaser. I just have a Diet Coke. Well, but you did, No, I'm... but you did, though. Like, I, that's why I commented, <laughs> because you just, like, chugged a can of Coke and then immediately grabbed your gigantic cup bottle and then chugged from that. It's a warm day. I don't want to drink all of my Diet it's Coke. It's not that warm. City. It's been very cold here. Yeah. We live in different parts of the country. All right. Well, and whose fault is that? <laughs> no, no one's. No. I'm just saying it's a factor into why I'm hotter than you, I'd imagine. I would argue it's your fault. It is my fault that I moved here. That is true. There you go. So Th- That was an active choice I made. Hello, how the devil are you? Well, I came out of nowhere. I feel we've expended our water banter for the day. <laughs> right, okay. I feel, I feel like you was explaining your water, though. Well, all right. My thirst is needs quenching, right? It's a hot day. So I brought up a Diet Coke cherry. But I don't want to just neck that all in one go. But I, I have the need to still bring fluid into my body. So I brought up a water as well. So that I can alternate between the two and still enjoy my Diet Coke whilst also meeting my need for thirst quenching. I really regret asking you and bringing it up in general, to be honest. Um, I'm good. I'm a little tired. Yeah. But I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We've both had roast dinners today, so we're probably a bit heavier around the stomach and a bit lethargic i'd imagine define lethargic like you, you know that feeling when you've had a big dinner exactly like, define lethargic because i don't think you know what it means all right well in the context of roast dinners <laughs> i know what it means okay. all right what does it mean then mr fucking oxford dictionary i don't know what it means well, so you're I'll, pulling me up on no, it no but i'll happily admit that but then i'm thinking if i don't know what it means you definitely don't know what it means and now we're both frantically googling define yeah. lethargic I was fucking right. It's affected by lethargy, sluggish and apathetic, which is sluggish is exactly how you feel after you've had a big dinner. Fuck you, I was right. Well done. You was right. It seems like you have a compulsive need to, to be right all the time. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm just also to be fair, by by me having to google it, I've admitted that I actually didn't fully and wasn't entirely confident on the word's use. So you can have this one, I guess. Oh, I, I do have this one. <laughs> Oh, it seems like you've got a compulsive need to be right all the time, it would seem. No, I never said that was right. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Hello, Nathan. Oh, we've done that. What we've we done this. What are you doing? I mean, you, you did it last week. I was having a bit of pre-show banter. You got any more pre-show banter for us? <laughs>
I don't think you've ever let that play out in its entirety. No, That's really long. Goes on for a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Nathan, it's Tarantino time. Unfortunately, yeah, it is. I, I cannot deny that it is time to talk about Tarantino. Some wonderful alliteration there by myself. You've built up a narrative for me that I'm more of the, the pretentious prick on the and podcast. And you are. And that, and the, yeah, it's that's true. No, that's no false narrative. Don't try to act like I've created some sort of lie here because that's just the truth. <laughs> it, all right, yeah, it's fair. I was just I was embellishing myself a little bit. I was, I was trying to dance around it. Um, but some might be surprised that the Tarantino pick, uh, the second Tarantino movie we've done on this podcast, uh, was not my choice. You added this. What was the first Tarantino movie we did? Django. Django Unchained. We did Django? Yeah, man. It was, it, was, it was about two years ago. We did Django? That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> I think we were careful with it. Okay. <laughs> I want to I pick that. <laughs> okay. I, th- I think we... I, don't, I can't remember... I can't remember who picked it. I just know that we did it. It was a good episode, I thought. I thought we covered stuff pretty well. But yeah, probably not the right two people to, to, to cover it. Yeah, probably not. So my point being, this is not normally, like, this is something you'd normally tease me for watching. And this is why you're pretentious. No, but you would, right? We, and we, 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 we give because... Tarantino his fair share of kicks, right? We make fun of him a lot. And he deserves them. And I will during this episode as well. Because as, as will I. Yeah. There's a lot to make fun of him for, okay? <laughs> The obligatory foot scene. Look, we'll get course. there. We'll get there. But what? W- all right. So this is what pisses me off about you. Whenever I suggest something that's like not fucking, I don't know, Marvel or Star Wars, like, wow, he's actually fucking the most condescending fucking bullshit ever. Like, I'm really surprised that he's actually picking something, you know, quite intelligent and, you know, well made and all that. You fucking prick, man. This right. is why I- no one likes you. I can see, come on. <laughs> I can see that being a side effect of what I'm saying. But the point is, if I had suggested this under the exact same circumstances, you would rinse me about it. Would you or would you not? I would not. No, because surprise. You spoiler, chat no, shit. No, 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 I wouldn't. Spoiler. Because I like this movie. It's a good movie. I'd All rinse right. you if you picked some bad, boring movie about a lighthouse or whatever, or a holiday or some other fucking shit you love. I've never suggested the lighthouse. I know, but like, oh, two men in Ireland arguing at a table or whatever. All right, I'll admit that I have suggested that one. A good movie, I might add. I'm sure it is. I'm never gonna watch it. I don't care. Fine, fine, fine. Right, Tarantino. Where are you at with Tarantino then? He's. (laughs) (laughs) It's the heaviest pause I've ever seen you take. He's a talented filmmaker. (laughs) <laughs> he excels particularly at long, some would say drawn out dialogue sequences, but he's also weird. He's also yeah. a weird little guy and he's got some weird little things that he likes and he slips his weird little things into his movies. And watching this, I was like, oh, you do have a bit of a God complex, don't you, Tarantino? Just a little bit. Yeah. That, that, where to go with that? Because I agree. Yeah, and like, but I, I just don't. I don't want to jump in on the god complex stuff so soon. We can touch in. Let's on that for let's sure. not start off with the very last line of the movie. Okay, let's let's <laughs> wait a little bit until, until we until we get to that. Okay, what's your favorite Tarantino movie of the ones you've seen? I haven't seen them all. This, yes, mine too. Yeah, it's the best one. It is. I'm not going to admit that to him because then I've vindicated what he said. But like, <laughs> it's 
It's good. It's the most enjoyable. Who doesn't love watching Nazis get killed? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the most entertaining and, and well written, I think. And um, yeah. there's some very great uh sequences and, and dialogue sequences in particular and some really like great tension and performances all throughout it. It's the, the, out of all of his work, some of it I don't like, some I do, and this is one that I really enjoy. I, I'm I'm the same. I'm like mostly indifferent on a lot of Tarantino stuff. I think I, I'm I'm not a fan of Reservoir Dogs. I think Pulp Fiction is overrated. I haven't seen either Kill Bill. Um, you haven't seen Kill is, Bill? No, it's a blind spot. I do need to watch it. I know. I, like Jackie Brown, I watched it once and I was like, I don't care about this at all. There's just nothing for me Brown. here. Yeah. I like the characters in this movie because they're not necessarily over the top until a certain point, and then they kind of are. And then yeah. once that point reaches, then I'm like. Oh, no, I don't like this movie as much. Oh, really? Yeah, because this movie gets to a point and I'm just like, now it's just a bit goofy. Now it's just been a little bit silly and I'm less interested. Really? I think that all that goofiness works as like... Because you're right, there is a, there's an absolute point where it becomes not a different movie, just an absurder movie of the same version of... the same A sillier version of the movie it was always making, if that makes sense. There's absurd and funny moments throughout the movie, like up until that point, and I'm fine with those because they still keep it within the, the confines of the world. But then at yeah. one point it's just like, no, let's just be kind of slapstick and over the top and just silly and goofy <laughs> and stuff and... I don't know. Just gets a little bit out of control, I guess. Do you reckon that's like a distinctive point you wanted to make, or do you think that's just a a kind of a quote, uh, like a like a a side effect of it being the climax of the movie? So there's more stuff happening. Probably that one. Yeah, I do. I do see what you mean. There is there is certainly a moment where you go, oh, okay, <laughs> we're getting a bit off course. I think not. No, off course is wrong. Just a bit more louder and bigger. If that there's makes a, sense. There's a few more hijinks along the way. Yeah. Well, where to go with this? The opening scene, probably. I mean, that's a good place to start. It is the it's beginning. It's a good place to start. It's it's probably the scene that is like the most famous scene from this movie. I think a scene I have seen, funny, very many times, like mm. a lot of times, um, and only today just realised that it's fucking Madeline Cedo in as yeah. as one of the daughters. I, I had the same realization. Yeah, I was like, "That's fucking Madeline Sado." Wow. Okay. Wait. No. It's. Hang on. <laughs> you did the same thing I did in my No Time to Die episode, right? What? Her character from James Bond is Madeline. Her name is Leia Sado. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I meant. Yeah. I. I mean, I, I immediately understood. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. The the opening scene. Um. Sorry. <laughs> It's very good. <laughs> Come on. It's pretty okay, I guess. <laughs> I, right, it is, it is, I think, why this movie Go still on, gets taught. Say it. Say it, cinema. Go on. Say it. No, I'm not saying it. I never, say I, I've it. never used that expression ever. You use it all the time. You, I don't use it at all. You used it like seven times when we talked about After Sun. No, I said, I'm not buying. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blank spot in my brain, that episode. I will never repeat that. Um, it's a fucking brilliant scene. I just love how, like, on the surface, it's so polite, but there's just this, it, almost like a fucking, like, you know those old-timey kettles that are just humming in the background, and you're just waiting for it to go off? Yeah. <laughs> what? What's the, what's the joke? <laughs> no, no joke. I feel like there's a joke. There's no joke. Go on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it, it's, it's just, 
tension and pressure building and like there's I, I don't know necessarily where it is in the scene it's probably different for like different people and also different for the same people every time they watch it but there's a moment where you it just clicks and you go ah yeah no he knows the entire time like he's not here to do any this question front is just nonsense he knows that they're here the jewish people that are hiding um and i just i don't know i think it's it's a great torturous scene of like the fact that he's making him go through all this stupid fucking admin i believe this was christopher waltz's christoph waltz christoph waltz's Chris, christoph waltz yeah christoph waltz's um introduction introduction to most people or most people's introduction to christoph waltz at, at least english-speaking audiences um and immediately we just get the most fucking haunting chilling unsettling character ever he's so polite and friendly mm. and he's so charming that it's just un it's immediately unsettling you just straight away you know that I'll sum myself about this guy. And sure, a large part of that is the big black fucking SS uniform he's wearing. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's a big indicator of like, mm, maybe someone's not quite right about this guy. Like, sure. But just his personality in general, you can tell the whole fucking manners and the way he's talking. It's all just a facade. It's all just a front, um, a way to hide what he's really getting at here. And he is phenomenal as, as Hans genuinely one of the like most interesting uh well-written to a point villains uh, ever really just really well done that politeness is such a facade and you get that that's why i'm bringing up the killing thing later on like he's you see when it's his last chance to kill someone he fucking like he enjoys it it's the, all the politeness is just a front like it's a good thing that for him that this job exists Otherwise, he'd probably have a very different life where he would have to take out his evil intentions in other ways. Um, like, even down to, like, the mindset, like, a lot of people, like, nothing excuses it whatsoever. But there'll be so many people that immediately jump to the defense of, like, well, they're just soldiers following orders. But this guy, like, is enjoying giving the orders and enjoying carrying them out comparing like jewish people to rats and the desperation of rats and all of that stuff just such a well-written scene i think <laughs> this might be a hot take i guess this <laughs> might be a little fucking controversial but if you are willing to defend nazis and saying <laughs> they're just soldiers following orders fuck off all right I don't want you listening to this. Go away, you fucking Nazi. And let me be clear. I think Lawrence has been an idiot and no one actually thinks that. In the time period. Oh, like, immediately okay. after the war. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like audiences watching this movie. Oh, fuck no. I don't think anyone's okay. defending this yeah. character. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's just a nice guy. He's just his job. Yeah. No, none of that. No, I, I mean, like, I mean, again, the reason it's touched on in the movie, the reason that a lot of the Nazi officers are so keen to, after the war, take off their nazi outfits because they, they all know doing. it's wrong yeah exactly they know yeah. that this is of course you know it's <laughs> but yeah. genocide is not just something you happily partake in and just be like oh i had no idea no so we can't do that oh okay yeah no one told me and there's there's the propaganda as well but there's no point in your brain where it switches and you go oh this is justified to be fair yeah, yeah. yeah. why not just eradicate a whole fucking group of people that <laughs> seems normal that's just that's a normal fun thing to do isn't it yeah sure yeah Oh, well, if the government said so, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, just like even even Shoshana running away at the at the end of the scene. And he just like he choose he aims. He chooses not to shoot just that thing of like carrying on his hunt. 
Is, that, is just... that what you think it is? The, he lets her go because he's playing cat and mouse and he wants... And he enjoys the thrill, and he wants to keep on hunting. In the in the moment of the scene, yes, it kind of does get undone. That. Yeah, it does. Um, kind of like gets forgotten about a little bit. But I I also do think there's a, a component to that where he never actually sees her face up close. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, in that scene, you mean? Yeah. Oh, he's probably seen pictures, but then like four years pass, and oh, I I think in the scene in the restaurant with the strudel, a petite creme, I think he definitely fucking knows who he's talking to there. There's, yeah, th- so there's no doubt in my mind that he doesn't know that's Shoshana. He's like, do you want some milk? Do you want some cream? Exactly. Do you want all this dairy they stuff? He fucking yeah. orders her a glass of milk. Come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah. If if he doesn't, craziest coincidence. And also, what an undermining of like the the malice that has been built around him. Like what yeah. to immediately be like, well, this guy's actually really dumb. Like he can't see quite literally what is in front of his face. I Yeah. <laughs> well done. I know you. I know you were happy that you got it. I just like it when he goes, "Putti la creme." I mean, there's a lot of funny little one-liners in this. To be fair, what's your favorite? Uh, I Name t- one. I I, I Name like one now. the. <laughs> on <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to talk about it no I, I like i like a lot of the the fake italian stuff like i think his name he says his name is like uh, what is he, i wrote it down what does he say it is margarita yeah and had just repeating that over and over but see that's time... where it gets a bit goofy for me that's where it's all just like like i enjoy the joke and i enjoy it it's always fun to hear brad pitt go bonjourno um <laughs> that's great but and, it, and like at this point in the climb, it, it just felt a bit like... It felt like all the menace and malice of Hans was just gone at this point. Because, like, yeah, sure, he knows what's going on here. He's not a fucking idiot. He can see right through this from a mile away. And yeah. he is obviously just toying with them and kind of making fun of them. But at the same time, that just it kind of makes him seem less sinister to me. I enjoy Hans. Well, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> He's a good character in a fictitious I, thing. Yeah, even that's a little fucking touch. I, I enjoy Christoph Waltz's performance. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you found it. You've done yeah. it. Because he is um, menacing and he is very sinister and he and he does make your skin crawl and your bones chill and everything like that. I don't want to laugh at him. I don't want to sit here being like, ha, 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 he's so funny. Look at him making fun of these guys. I want to be scared of him. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I, and you're absolutely right. He does lose a bit of his, like, the, the last scene of him versus the first scene. Yeah. It, they are kind of fundamentally different characters. But, like, I don't know. Because I, I, I thought the same. And then this time when I watched it back, I haven't seen this for, like, fucking six or seven years or so. Um, uh, Watching it this time... Very much like I, I paid more attention with his like nickname stuff, and I think like when he first speaks about his nickname in the opening scene, and he's like, "Oh, the, the I hate to keep saying it, but the, the nickname is the Jew Hunter." Yeah. Um, like the when he speaks about that, he speaks about it with pride, and he likes it, and he's very, you know, he he's, he articulates why he got it, how he's proud of it, and how he uses it to inspire more fear. And then when they speak about it at the end, he's like, "Oh, it's just a name that's stuck." Like I just think he's done with it, and he's just up to now just being stupid and being silly like he's he's kind of outfoxed every plan right he's he's too effective at his job where he's now five steps ahead of people and it's just like whatever i'm gonna fucking laugh at this i get that that makes sense but it still makes it less enjoyable for me 
Fair. I think that, yeah, that, that does just come down to like a preference thing, I guess. Like It's a decision that was made, which I think was kind of dumb. Well, not dumb. It's just an odd choice, I think. Yeah. Um, this is a good point to speak about it. Uh, anyway, can I, t- if that's, is that your big, I'm not a fan of this choice in the movie moment? No, I got loads. Okay. <laughs> no, not loads, but a few. I got, there's a, there's a few Tarantino choices where I'm like, I don't know, buddy. I don't know yeah. about this one, chief. I don't, um, I don't know how that's going to go down. I was, I was going to say my big, that moment for me, my big, I'm not a fan of that choice. Yeah. Um, is, was it when they won the war and you were like, <laughs> I wanted the Nazis to win. Yeah, well, obviously, that's my first one, obviously. My yeah. second one. Because <laughs> you love the Nazis, you told me. Okay, good. I'm, all right. I was fine at first with this silly joke. <laughs> now I need it adamantly clear that that's not the truth. <laughs> you are here and playing... I saw you this week in your silly little video, like saying James and Mesa love the Nazis or whatever. They set me up for that, and you know it. <laughs> well, there you go. My, that's just my black man. Do you know what that actually... I texted James about this. Do you know what those files were? Because I needed them for a quick gag <laughs> screenshot. Did you have to get approval for this silly little <laughs> joke you put in there? I, I, I actually... No, I didn't get approval, but I did offer to cut it if he was like, I'm not fine with that. He said he liked it. He said he was. He found it quite funny. The actual audio files themselves are just two fart sound effects <laughs> that I took from another gaming video. <laughs> Great. Um, no, my, my big moment, obviously, apart from you know, the Allied forces winning the war, um, as we've established, uh, is I think Tarantino got too excited about riddling bullets into a lady in red. I think the choice for Shoshana to die. Yeah. I Right. I forgot she died in this movie. Yeah. And I'd love, I'd love for you to, I wrote, whilst it was happening, I was writing a note. The note itself reads this and you can, I wonder if you can find out the moment where I, it turned. Um, uh, sorry, the way, the way Shoshana uses the mere prospect of sex to get the upper hand on a decorated sniper who's literally attending the premiere of a movie made about his ability to kill people is hilarious. The upper hand, all because his ego presumes that all this constant pestering would lead him to like successfully attracting her. It, it's, the, it's the premise of who could say no to him. Oh no, now she's dead. Fuck what I just said then. Not a fan of this plot point at all. She's not alive to see it. I hate that. Oh, could you pick out the moment it all changed for me, Nathan? Yeah, it was probably when you said, oh, wait, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I agree. I I very much agree with what you're saying. I fucking hated that scene, man. Yeah. I cannot express how much I hated that scene, and then I hated the scene where Hans kills um, the actress lady. Specifically with this one, I was like... And it's be you're right. It's because up until a point, it was going so well. It was it was moving in the right direction. It was making a great point. It was we were killing Nazis. I was having a great time. We're loving it. We're thriving. Okay. And then Shoshana feels bad for him. Fuck yeah. off, man. What the fuck? In no world is Shoshana out here feeling bad for a fucking Nazi who spent three days in a fucking tower killing fucking people and oh he feels a little bit sad that he has to what fuck off man and that i hate i cannot express how much i fucking hate that sequence and then (laughs) because she feels sorry for him she gets shot and dies fuck off man so my again my in my head i was trying to be like okay what right i don't like this choice but i want to understand it i was thinking you're like you're right she 
the, the, hear me out here because again I disagree with myself yet again I think she claims the moral victory she in in this revenge of killing a lot of people which she's absolutely justified in doing so she takes one moment to pity someone which a Nazi would never ever do but then again I'm like oh she gets a moral victory but I'm like no fuck that like she doesn't have to be like I, I still think her killing these people is justified like I don't I don't want her to have pity on it I still disagree with it I understand I think what was going through Tarantino's head when he wrote it shot it and everything else but I still just think it's it's a much more powerful choice to see her succeed and see her be one of the only people that walks out of that scenario alive. Yeah, they're Nazis, fuck them. Yeah, it does, yeah, that's <laughs> the point, right? <laughs> I enjoyed watching them burn and die. It was fun. It was cheering. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's, I had a that's big, the point. I had a big foam finger and a big tub of popcorn. I was like, yeah. <laughs> started throwing it around, you were cheering, yeah. I was, yeah. Um, all right, that, negatives. Uh, we, we, we probably got some more later on, but what's some things that you quite enjoyed? Negatives. What did you enjoy? No, as in like those those were negatives. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm putting uh, that was a definitive. I'm full stopping the negatives for a bit. Oh, okay, so I feel like so you were setting up like a segment. Here we are. We'll talk about all the negatives now. <laughs> what a miserable segment. <laughs> yeah. What did we hate? Da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, that's that's some people's entire fucking show. But yeah, that's true. Um, Lawrence, I liked the whole bar sequence. It's mm. my favourite sequence in the movie. It always has been. I won't have you tell me it's bad and you hate it. I won't have that. I won't stand for it because I enjoy it. it. And you can't stop me from enjoying it, Lawrence, no matter how hard you try. It's a oh. good scene. We have Michael Fassbender. We have Hugo Stiglitz. I don't know his real name. We have yep. the other guy who looks like Mads Mikkelsen but isn't Mads Mikkelsen. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's a great time. All right? I'm enjoying it. Oh my god, he does look a lot like Mads He Mikkelsen. does, doesn't he? He looks like a young Mads Mikkelsen. He does, he's got that face and those creepy eyes. Yeah. Still handsome, right? <laughs> I'm not um, saying anything about Mads Mikkelsen. I was like, you're calling Nazis handsome. Right. Oh no, you've got me again. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. I, I I love that this like this has the capacity to go so right. Yeah. But just every choice along the way, I'm like, you're a moron. Why are you do? Why are you antagonizing him? Out of the German and the Englishman, why is the Englishman the one to? Even though he's speaking German, why is he the one to raise his voice and make himself known? All of these choices, like, oh, yeah. I think what the idea. Like? I think the idea behind it is because Michael Fassbender, he knows more about Germany as a whole and like the 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 culture and the films and everything like that. He's got like a a better understanding. The issue. The counterpoint to that, the the issue with it is, is his accent isn't that great because he's British and he's all very frightfully sorry, sir. Hello, should we have a whiskey and toast to good health and all this sort of stuff? I will applaud this, right? That is genuinely the most English accent I've ever heard put to screen. Yeah. Well, he's, he's half, he's, Michael Fassman is like half English, isn't he? He's like half British, half German, I think. Uh, Yeah, but I think his, his accent's more Irish, isn't it? His natural accent. I, I think it is. I don't know. But then again, his surname's Fassbender. Yeah, because he's German. Where are you from, Michael Fassbender? Germany. <laughs> I just told you. All right, but I, th I think he's. I, I think he grew up in Ireland. I'm pretty sure he's got like a very strong Irish accent. I think you're just thinking of Magneto in First Class. <laughs> no, I'm not, because that's not an Irish character. No, but he's got a bit of a. What point are you making? I don't know. Um, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's a fucking incredible scene. Uh, why is it your favorite? Why does it stand above the others? Because it's the best scene in the movie, Lawrence. It's just like fucking 30 minutes or whatever of just pure 
tension. You know from the get-go, like, oh, this is going to go wrong. First of all, it's quite funny the way they just walk into the bar and just immediately freeze when they just see a room full of Nazis. And you can just see they're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, even, like, just the way they're, like, slightly huddled over and just like, oh, shit, we kind of fucked up here. But got to go with it, I guess. Got to see where it leads. Um, it's it's great tension. It's just very well performed. I enjoy it quite a lot, and I I admire the balls as well. And this this is something I'll give Tarantino credit for because and I won't give him credit for much, but I will give him credit for this. Um, I admire the balls to just say fuck it, yeah, let's let's have a thirty minute sequence and not cut away from it once. Let's just play the mm. whole thing out and fucking see it all from start to finish. Let's go. That's yeah. I think this is like as a structure, this film is like really different and like. <clears throat> Yeah. That, that's that probably doesn't work for some people i mean this film's quite well received so i'd imagine it worked in this instance but like this could i think it's brave in the sense that it easily could not have worked the whole um, thing is just a series of scenes basically yeah, it's long not, fucking scenes yeah it's never like cutting back and forth between things except when you're getting like context and, and flashbacks and stuff um yeah and the climax where all the actual scenes meet each other yeah yeah exactly Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah, you're right. The moment where they just walk in and they they're halfway up the fucking circle stairs, <laughs> yeah. right? And they all just go, oh, oh, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> um, I I love the moment even before that scene. I think still works as the setup for it, where it's just it's the the movie says this quite clearly, but like uh, okay, we went on a bit of a spiel last week, so I'll be careful not to offend any American listeners. Oh, no. um, the America <laughs> the Americans in this film, right? The the titular inglorious bastards, yeah. right? They're played as blunt instruments, right? Yeah. In the sense that, I mean, literally one carries a blunt instrument to beat yeah. people. Um, and I, I love the, like, <laughs> there should be, in this, this is just a meetup where they're going to meet their contact who is the actress. Um, and I just, I love the scene before it where Michael Fassbender and um, Brad Pitt are looking out the window and he's like, you can't kill people in that. And he's like, we're not trying to do, that's not the mission. Like, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and like all of his other mates are like, yeah, I wouldn't have a fight here. And he's like, that's my plan. We're I'm not, not trying to fight. have a fight. <laughs> yeah. We're just me in a concert. I don't know, man. I like it. I wouldn't put a fight in a basement. And he's like, yeah. yes, I, nor would I. <laughs> that's why there's not one. <laughs> I love Brad Pitt's character in this just because he reminds me very much of Arthur Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so fucking blunt, and he's just like, "Vamos!" <laughs> oh my god, that is such a little like that's such a sick observation. That is so good. Yeah, he's exactly yeah. like that. Just Arthur putting on a voice he doesn't want to put on. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, this this when they are in the cinema at the end, the and there's something about the way he looks. He almost looks like he's in pain. Like he's just so like physically pained to be there, and he's just like, "Bonjourno." He looks he looks a lot better than we do in a suit, but he's feeling the exact same thing we both feel when we're in a suit. Just yeah. like, basically, I'm speaking on my turn here. I'm not trying to insult you, but this is how I'd imagine we both feel. Yeah. Right? When we're dressed up to our nines, we feel like stuffed sausages in a bag. 100%, yeah. Yeah, and I like, look, he's in fine shape, better than us, right? But he's still a big brute that just <laughs> wants to kill Nazis and not be dressed up in a bow tie. Yeah, exactly. And a fancy collar and all of this, um, yeah, such a good scene. What I what I love about that scene, um, I I put down, it's it's all every fuck up is just, it's so well 
interweaved. Like it, 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 it's all human error. Yeah. Like it's just a, a series of things that are too suspicious to overlook, and then it comes to a head. Where you've got like I, I said it earlier, the, the smug Englishman kind of. I get that he's the one that knows more about Germany and the cinema and the culture and all of this. Yeah. But like having him be the one when the other guy is capable of doing it, asserting a bit of dominance over a, 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 a I guess like just an enlisted man rather than an officer. A sergeant. Like, yeah, having having the English one be the <laughs> one to raise his voice, the one with the fucked accent. Yeah. Um, that is more suspicious. Like, want they all immediately are like. Right, we've met the actress. We should leave the bar, and she's like, "You morons! You can't. You, we're meeting here. Yeah. Like, how how dodgy does it look if you just leave?" Um, and then like, like the the three finger thing, obviously, um, and then the leaving the the signed, like her leaving the actress leaving her shoe, but then also the signed um, the signed note for that guy's son. Yeah. Um and like just all of those things they just it, they're natural things that like just happen in the story but they feel real. But actually there's like basically four plot contrivances happen in that very well written scene and you don't even notice because they're just so well weaved in. Are they contrivances? I I don't know if I'd describe them as contrivances. Yeah, probably not actually. I'd say they're just things that happen. They're like plot motivators in yeah. a way. Yeah. 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 The three finger thing is great because not Mads Mikkelsen just immediately clogs it, and you can immediately see the look on his face. But not only that, I feel like everyone else clogs it as well. Michael Fassbender is the only one at that table who doesn't at first. Yeah. Like you can see the look on the I can't remember the actress's name, but her face, and she's just like, "Oh fuck, this is this is gone wrong." And she's yeah. like still putting on the, the fake smile, but everyone knows like shit's about to get fucked in a moment or so here. Yeah, and the other the other guy there is German as well, so he's known yeah. straight away too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I do love that moment. I I what I find it so good. Um, <laughs> uh, what I find so good about it is it's like, it's it's the milk scene earlier, right? But like longer and more of a cat and mouse chase because they they almost blow their cover, then they pull it back by the skin yeah. of their teeth, and then just one more thing happens, and it's like, no, bro, yeah. you're so close. <laughs> yeah. I do like the reveal of not Mads Mikkelsen's character being in the bar because it's so overdramatic. It's so, mm. like, everyone's having, like, a bit of a shower and then he just screams from his corner behind the wall, like, perhaps I can interrupt. And then there's just, like, probably, like, 30 seconds of silence yeah. while he just slowly puts his book down, stands up, fixes <laughs> his coat, walks across, dramatically steps into the doorway to reveal himself to everyone else. Yeah, and then like fixes the record player, and like it's, from it's, everyone else's point of view, they were just staring at a wall for twenty seconds. Like, yeah, he yeah. shouted. So like, that that's what I'm saying. Like, I you, you're right in what you said earlier. Like, Tarantino, it doesn't always work for me. He's a filmmaker that's quite polarizing for me. But like, when it works, it works. Like the balls to put a slow dramatic reveal on a scene that is thirty minutes of guys talking, most yeah. of which is subtitled. I also enjoy that he's drinking out of a boot-shaped pint glass. <laughs> Was he? I didn't catch yeah, that. Did you not get it? Yeah. He's drinking out of das boot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even clock that. <laughs> well, yeah, watch it again. It's a boot-shaped pint glass. He's he's so... This entire movie can be described as just, like, tension waiting for some sort of satisfying release. Um, which I think comes at the end of the movie. Sorry, I'm just looking up this guy on IMDb. His name is... The French guy. Uh, yeah. Denis Menoche. I probably butchered that. 
I feel like I know. You're right. He does have one of those faces, but I also feel like I recognize him from watching this movie. Yeah, years probably. Ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that's I recognize probably. him from. <laughs> because looking at this, like, there's nothing here I recognize. Yeah, he was in um, Russell Crowe is Robin Hood. Russell Crowe's. I forgot Russell Crowe made a Robin Hood. Arthur is the other one, isn't it? King Arthur or something. What are you on about King Arthur? King Arthur's that one that I always fucking forget about that <clears throat> some guy from Sons of Anarchy made and then never made anything else ever again. Fuck, who the fuck made that? That The guy that makes all the gangster ones. Guy Ritchie? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie was in Sons of Anarchy? No, no, no. The, guy, the, the lead actor of the King Arthur movie Guy Ritchie made was in Sons of Anarchy. Who did that Robin Hood movie that's like Robin Hood, but it's like in the modern day, but it's also not in the Rob- modern day? <sighs> Fuck knows. I wouldn't be able was to that Guy Ritchie as well? I feel like that was Guy Ritchie, but maybe I'm <laughs> Did Guy Ritchie go through a string of making <laughs> weird movies like this? Yeah, he did. He did something very weird, something that's like not Guy Ritchie at all. Like Aladdin. He did Aladdin. That's right. That's yes. the one. Yeah. Yes. Aladdin was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Starring Ezra Bridger. It was good. Get on the fucking carpet. <laughs> Jasmine! On the fucking carpet now! What the fuck it's on you again? Get on this fucking carpet! Oh, fuck me, it's a fucking genie. <laughs> What's your Holy fucking fuck. wish, mate? What's your fucking wish? What's your wish, you fucking toilet? I'm fucking Prince Ali, mate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's oh. good. <laughs> I'll show you the whole fucking world from up here. This could go on and on. This could go on for too long. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. He did. That's right, yeah. How did we even get onto Guy <laughs> Ritchie? I have no idea. I, I don't no know idea. how we got here, but I'm happy to be here. Anyway, um, yeah, that guy's French. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> last week, I was editing the podcast last week, and there was a moment where you said, why do we do this? And you're absolutely right. Why do we do this? <laughs> I remember that. Um, uh, all right. Before we talk about the the end and all that stuff, that we we spoke about it a little bit earlier. I really wanted to talk about the um, your your read is that he absolutely knows who Shoshana is, right? Yes. This the restaurant scene with the yeah. apotila creme. Yes. Yes. That was that. I, I wanted to give you the, the opportunity to say it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just think he's like the. I, I like that the scene mm-hmm. is a, basically a bit of a nothing scene. Um, yeah. It's kind of not that scene, like the scene prior, the pre-scene, where they're like, Are you, this guy's a dinner good... conversation? With, yeah. And they're like, here's Goebbels. Yeah, bef- yeah basically, yeah. And here's a cutaway of him fucking someone as well. Yeah. That's what you want to see. Yeah. I'm also not sure why that was there. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> kind of things in Tarantino movies there. Sometimes just like... <laughs> Is everyone... Out, like, <laughs> you can just imagine, like, I don't know, the producers will be like, is this necessary? And then Quentin's just behind the camera like, yes. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> why, what I find very funny is his, his editor is, has like nine times out of ten, uh, it's, I can't remember her name, mate. it's Sally something, Sally Sparrow. <laughs> but it's, his editor is usually a woman. So the amount of times okay. he's probably made that poor woman sift through <sighs> countless feet shots. Yeah. It's just, Talk it's not. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, right. I, I like that the movie, because like you said earlier, the movie is basically just kind of like, I can't, I don't know exactly how many, but a certain amount of very long scenes. Let's um, count them. 
<laughs> we, it's we got, not a tangent we'd be above making. <laughs> we got French milk. Oh, she's right? doing it. <laughs> we got French milk. We got introduction to the bastards. Yep. We've got bastards in the woods. Intercut yes. with Hitler and... Uh, and surviving Nazi. Yes, and surviving Nazi. We've got... <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually doing this. We've got... Uh, Shoshana meets Daniel Brühl. Oh, Daniel Brühl's in this, by the way. Um, we've got, um, <laughs> another thing we haven't mentioned yet. Weird Sam Jackson role, just out of nowhere. It's like, oh, this movie has a narrator now, and it's Sam Jackson. <laughs> like, like we're halfway into the movie. And it's like, by the way, kerosene is this film? Is this thirty-five uh, millimeter print? Like, okay. Yeah, it's fucking random. Like it just the way it comes out, and like I, it, it, it almost feels it feels very silly, right? Because I feel like in 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 this movie, which is very well written, it wouldn't be too out of like pocket for some random character to be like that is flammable film stock. But Tarantino couldn't escape describing the film stock in such detail because he yeah. knows it that he 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 got a whole narrator part, hired Sam Jackson to do it, just to be like. Well, it's not natural for Shoshana to talk in depth about this level of film. So, I imagine I I would have thought that you would love this scene because you'd have been like, "Yes, I, I too know what thirty five millimeter. I too love cinema." I I literally don't care about <laughs> things that are shot. Like I, it's cool, but it's the mm. most impractical way to shoot something. Like <laughs> I don't mm. care about it like that. Well, you love 70 millimeter. Is that the one you love? That's not... But no. you do, though, don't you? In an episode where you've already <laughs> called me out for being a pretentious film prick that condescends do you, you. or do you not love 70 millimeter film? Yes, because of its, presenta- <laughs> because of its yeah, presentation. Right? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yes, a, a weird narrator. Um, but the thing I like... Right, I, I like that the... It's basically it disguises the real scene that it is in, right? The 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 it starts off as very much like Goebbels being like, "This guy's Goebbels. a movie star," and Goebbels, uh, Goebbels, yeah. Again. Sorry, Goebbels. What did I say? You said Goebbels. <laughs> oh, <laughs> say goodbye to your Goebbels. Yeah. Um, no, it, yeah. Say it I starts I've... with Goebbels basically like, <laughs> what, 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 what? I'm just starting to correct you again. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> Happens a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> Shut up. Now that you've become a bit more conscious of it. <laughs> right. Um, I, I like very much that the scene is disguised. It's Ian me. It's Ian me. He says, say I feed the same to your Nazi balls. Yeah, I know what he says, but I was but saying the Goebbels thing. You didn't say that. It's eating me alive. Fine. <laughs> Breathe. Have you got it out? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, cool. <laughs> um... I, it's very much a disguised scene. The scene doesn't reveal what it actually is about for a while. Where are we? The 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 pre scene, the the scene where Goebbels is basically like, "This guy's a movie star, and this woman is here. We don't know did why we, Shoshana's there." Did we figure out how many sequences there are in the movie? No, and we don't need to. <laughs> okay, just just let it be. You don't need to have that one. All right, fair enough. Someone else can count and tweet us. <laughs> okay. Um, don't. It's a terrible way to spend your day. <laughs> Just don't do that. Um, take- Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Wrong, right, Nathan, for the eighth fucking time, the yes, scene. Girls. Right. Yeah, the scene, it's it's basically, the, the, right, the, the Hans arriving at that, that restaurant sequence it's very much like disguised in another scene. It, the scene very quickly transitions into something else, right? Shoshana doesn't change setting, but Hans enters and all the other characters exit. Um, and I just, I like that. It just throws you completely off guard. It throws her off guard. She manages to get through it. And then she has this moment where there's just like a, a mm-hmm. sigh of relief that she thinks she wasn't caught, but we know that she's been caught. And it's, I don't, it's such a fucking good scene. What do you, what do you make of the, the whole thing? What I really like about that scene, um, and this isn't something I praise very often because usually I don't give a fuck about it, but the camera work is very good in that during Hans's introduction, the camera is just uh, zooming in on Shoshana's face the entire time. It's it's locked on her face and we're seeing completely, we're seeing the whole scene play out just from looking at her face really yeah. like where everyone is like saying their goodbyes hans is like saying hello he has a little interact- interaction with daniel brule but all of it it's all framed from shoshana's point of view um and it's it's just very well done you can just see like the fear but then also trying to hide the fear and not look too scared all all at the same time and it's it's uh it's really good it's really interesting and yeah i don't care about camera work but like it's good there's some good camera work moments it it does enhance it, and I think when the performance and the camera works together, yes. it's it's always quite apparent. Like <clears throat> this is just two good performers going at it in a yeah. scene that is quite dialogue heavy, and then they both. Uh, what I really like about it is it's the unsaid thing. They both know what's going on, yeah, but neither of them can speak about it. Um, just that moment where he's where he says, "Oh, there was someone else I wanted to ask you," and then he just yeah. stares at her. And just holding the cigarette, letting it burn, just staring at her deathly. And it's like, ah, oh, how can you not be fucking terrified of that? That's so intimidating and terrifying. Like, and then it's just, oh no, forgot. So they must have been absolutely nothing. Oh well, and see you later. This is kind of what I'm saying about later on, where I can excuse his his buffoonery a little bit, where because he, he like he plays with his prey, right? He that's his thing. Yeah. Right. Like he refers to them as like rats and fucking vermin and stuff. And just this idea Horrible. that he's like, yeah, like he just toys with 
people that would be his victims, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, I can't, I genuinely can't believe that there are people that watch this scene and be like, wow, he really didn't recognize her. He did. <laughs> no, he did. I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's obvious, right? Like he orders <laughs> her a fucking milk. Like yeah, he said. He does. He orders her a milk. Um, wild. I, I love the whole, like, mm. I, I think it, it it's again it's like the the reason he doesn't stop the the premiere is obviously we find out later he's got his own kind of things going on, um, yeah. And he he has his own motivations for it, which would seem like an obvious thing if he knows who she is. He as the head of security or whatever, he should probably be like, no, let's not bring Hitler here and all of this. Um, yeah. But I I just like that again. It's it's his ego. It's we're coming to your house again. We're coming to where you live. Yeah and you have to host us and it's the whole like what does he say it's something about like the 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 like the desperation of it and the just his his ability to see how far desperate people will go uh, and push them to their limits and like how how he says he says like once once they abandon dignity like that's he knows, that's it yeah he knows just how far they're willing to go and how they will uh, what they will do to get out of situations and stuff yeah which ultimately, I guess, like, I don't know if he was, like, the mastermind behind it all, but, like, allowing this premiere to happen at her cinema, he knows something's going to happen. Yeah. Because he knows that she won't take it lying down. She ran. She didn't choose to succumb to death. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it just, it's a great scene. And I think it, like, there's levels of, like, ambiguity to uh, to Christoph Waltz's character, like how much did he really mastermind and how much is just, he's good at his job and, and he got a bit lucky. Um, but I don't know. What, what you, so like the, the whole film, as we've spoken about most of like the, the important scenes, um, what do you make of like where it all leads? The, 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 I know you've said about the, the swap in tone kind of is a bit jarring, <clears> but like as a, as an ending to the movie and as a, as a third act climax, what do you make? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Because it's, it's obviously like it's not historically accurate, and that's fine. Like, why not kill Hitler? Like, why yeah. not just like fucking burn a whole bunch of Nazis? Like, does it matter? Nah, the the opening it. of the film said once upon a time in occupied France. This is a fairy tale. This is fiction. Oh, I've never noticed that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I never picked up on it until today, but it's it's a story. It's a yeah silly story. Yeah, isn't the idea of it like this is a movie? I think it's this and Kill Bill are movies within Tarantino's like verse universe. Is what is there like that weird theory that stuff of his is not a theory? I think he's like full on said it. Like this oh, is okay. yeah, like this and and Kill Bill parts one and two or the whole bloody affair are. are our movies which you know the vega brothers and fucking someone else would go see is this something you got like asked at a movie premiere one time in an interview and he was like sure <laughs> no 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 i feel like he's like fully said it like he's fully talked about it i don't like the gratuitous foot scene followed and i don't think anyone does but unless like you know you got a foot fetish or whatever i don't like the gratuitous foot scene followed immediately by the very violent strangling to death of that character. It, it That whole sequence just feels very... I feel like he's got some weird kinks. This is my thing about, like... Because, like what you just said, right? Like, 
it's a weird sequence unless you have a foot fetish and then you're like, wow, great, right? Yeah. But my point is, right, just don't insert your weird shit where you don't need it to be. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's fucked. The other analogy I just thought of is fucking. I don't. I don't make a tea and then stir it with my knob, right? It just. You just don't put shit where it's not supposed to be. There is no need for Tarantino's weird foot fetish to make it into most of his movies. Another and reason yet- I'm not a fan of the the. the you know, Once upon a time in Hollywood, it's a scene where you just Sharon Tate, right? The woman famously murdered. Yeah. Right. Like she's played by Margot Robbie. She's just watching her movie and she just gets her feet out for no fucking reason. It's weird that he keeps doing this. And, like, he has to be aware of the jokes. And Surely. Like, because, but he just keeps on doing it. Do you reckon actors get the scripts and they're like, where's the foot? <laughs> is it my, oh, thank God, it's not mine. Okay, good. Okay, someone else. Do you reckon, feet. like, Margot Robbie, like, where, where was she at? Was she at a place where she could, like, make, like, say, I'm not doing that or something? So she, she was more famous than not, yeah. So um, Wolf of Wall Street 2013 was her main, yeah, main that thing. Yeah, breakout. This, yeah, uh, 2019 was once Unless, upon a time Unless, of course, you count Neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, 20, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was 2019. She she easily could have said no. She'd been in Suicide Squad. She'd been in uh, I, Tonya. She'd done a bunch of stuff, I think. I mean, you say she could have easily said no, but that's... A lot of people don't to Tarantino. Yeah. Because it's Tarantino, and he'll be like, I know how to make my fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Look, I... I'm not, I'm not out here casting out allegations or accusations or anything like that. I just, I just yeah, be into what you're into, man. I'm into some weird shit. I'll say it. I won't say what it is, but I'm into some weird shit. All right, <laughs> but like, like stirring tea with your cock, like stirring tea with my knob. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so painful. <laughs> like, oh. um, yeah, but like. Don't make us all watch it, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, stop, man. Yeah. But not only that, it's like it's going from the like very sensual and erotic, and that makes it sound like I like it, I don't, but the very like erotic and sensual way he like takes the shoe off and slowly puts on the other one and all that sort of stuff, and it's framed in a very like you know, that kind of way, but then just immediately goes into the very violent and strangling camera lingering on her face as she slowly dies and stuff. And it's just, ah, oh, it's all gross, man. I don't, yeah. And I'm not a prude. Like, <laughs> this makes me sound like a, I'm like, it's just, yeah, no, it, it's not being a prude to be like, it felt weird. It felt, it felt weirdly motivated and less like the character that we know. It felt more Tarantino standing. Yeah. It felt if he was a talented enough actor to carry the character of Hans, he would have had no problem doing this himself. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's it's weird. And I also think there is such thing as too much creative control. He's a very, very talented man. Yes. But he gets away with murder because of that talent. And sometimes it's weird. And sometimes it comes across that it's weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Very strange. And also like if you if, if you're sat there like, oh but, but you know, it was it was written in the way that it was the shoe and the shoe has to fit and that's the, the point. Because yeah, he a fucking bracelet. wrote it. <laughs> yeah. A bracelet, a necklace, a ring, anything else, a scarf, anything else, right? Anything else yeah. that is made to measure and has a has a certain quality to it that could be pulled out of a bag would fit in that scenario. <laughs> a thong. Okay, no. <laughs> no, we've overcorrected, Nathan. We've now become worse <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um, weird. Imagine yeah, that. Very would you weird. pull? Would you reach into my pocket and just pulls out a thong? <laughs> Fuck. Is that no, no, not that. That's mine. Then to get the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. 
That's another one of Tarantino's kinks have made it in. (laughs) Strange Um, stuff. Here's what I like. I like when the cinema starts to burn down and stuff and the... You know, there's smoke filling the auditorium, and then you get the, the like Shoshana being like reflected into the smoke as it all burns down, like mm. the projection of her face laughing and still. That's visually stunning. Great. Yeah. Great stuff. Big Zordon head just having a cackle at the moment. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> I, what I find really fun, like Eli Roth <clears throat> and the other guy, they're playing the, 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 the other yeah. two bastards that are trapped in the cinema. Yeah. Right. I. <laughs> I really like that, like, there's a part of them that probably has no fucking... To a point, like, they're like, we're doing our plan, but then, like, one of them sees where Hitler is, and they're like, yeah, oh, we got it. We got to kill Hitler, though, haven't we? Like, this is too <laughs> yeah. good. And then they come down, the cinema's burning, and they're like, is this you? I didn't... What the fuck? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Let's just shoot people. They ju- but they're <laughs> just going with it, yeah. Like, yeah. they had no idea this was going to happen, but they're like, <laughs> fuck it. <let's... laughs> they, just, they just adapt, and I... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's there's something very like, this is what I'm saying about the whole the whole movie feels like tension building and then like yeah. the satisfying quality of Nazis running to the I don't know I tell I tell you what it is exactly that I like about it. The entire movie is people lying and deceiving Nazis, basically yeah. treading on eggshells to not get caught, tiptoeing yeah. around the Nazis and being very much. Uh, in line with their ideals, their customs, going along, pretending they agree with things. Shoshana listens to like her partner, presumably get called horrible things, and it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that happens. Um, just all these things, right? People are treading on eggshells around them. So at the end, they go up in flames, and then as they're running to doors which they'll never escape from, just getting sprayed by machine gun fire by Jewish soldiers. Like there's some there's something about that that just I don't like even yeah. if the third act doesn't entirely work it's such a satisfying ending for me. The idea of the bastards themselves is just quite satisfying. Just a, a group of all Jewish soldiers mm. just jumping behind enemy lines just to basically kill as many Nazis as possible. Just like <laughs> not not necessarily to like win the war or anything yeah. like that. Purely just to fucking kill Nazis basically. <laughs> That's what I love about it. They yeah. like they refer to it as like so many times they refer to it as like covert ops, and to a degree it is. But there are other times as well where they just take on the identity of patrol guards, and a car of Nazis drive up, and they just they don't say anything, just shoot them. That was a very funny scene. Just the way that's played. <laughs> just they're just literally stood in front of the car, and like and the just German soldiers like, "What's going on?" And they just unload fire into them. <laughs> But right. like they're all lazily holding their guns, like it's just, it's yeah. an afternoon for them. They're just like, oh, there's there's a couple of Nazis coming. We may as well get them while we're in. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You're right. It's a good concept, and like you have to be a pretty big weirdo to not immediately get behind them and their yeah. goal. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sure there are people who don't. But yeah, Nazis. Yeah, because they still exist, unfortunately. Fucking Nazis. Yeah, in abundance apparently, which is fucking depressing. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, this might just be his masterpiece. <laughs> right, you you hate the god complex line. Go on. It's so on the nose, man. And look, and it might be. That's the annoying thing about it. Yeah, like, it, it, it. I think it is. Be. I think it's his best movie. I think it's his best movie too. But like the way it goes, the way you have Brad Pitt just looking into the camera, going. You know what, Ryan from the office? I think this, <laughs> I think this just might be my masterpiece. 
cut to black written and directed by quentin tarantino like come on man you could not be any more fucking obvious with that shit <laughs> look <laughs> i'm like right yeah you're right everything you've said is correct but like it is this is this is best movie <laughs> i know and that's what makes it more annoying he's fucking right <laughs> that's what and makes I, I don't it so mind infuriating. It. The whole movie in itself has been on the notes, and like, like I don't know, it just. But I think because the action, the thing that Brad Pitt is referring to, has been mm. a very smug Nazi who thought he got his way, basically being branded for death. Right. Yeah. It, it's something that he will never, ever, ever be able to like get past it's the whole you, why the nazis are so quick to take off their uniforms why they're so eager that kind of thing when yeah. brad pitt says it might be my masterpiece in in the film it's referring to the fact that he's carved a swash sticker onto the nazi's head so we can never yeah, escape but, the shame yes but we know like, we know <laughs> we, we know that quinton was writing this line and punching the air like <laughs> we know what's going on we do we do <laughs> sure my mum will watch this and have no idea who quentin tarantino is and think yeah. that line is purely about the movie but <laughs> we know <laughs> we, we we do know but like it right if it was a dog shit movie i'm so down for dogging it funny yes. hilarious dumb stupid line but it's a fucking very good movie all in all but that that's what makes it worse for me that's why <laughs> i don't like it that's <laughs> It's like you don't like right. handing him his props. Do yeah, you? I you don't know. I don't. <laughs> it's like our Interstellar episode. Any compliment you had to pay to Nolan, you were just like, <laughs> "It's true." I yeah, I, I always get angry when I have to compliment these auto filmmakers and be nice <laughs> to them. I'm like, but they're all dickheads. I don't want to. They're not dickheads. They just. <laughs> I, I've, I've they make they dickheads. make a lot of movies that a lot of people are annoying about, but they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Nolan's a lovely man. <laughs> Is he? I think so. Sit on chairs or whatever. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he does hate chairs. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, have you got any any thoughts? Any just final in general? Thought? Yeah, just uh, little things, I guess. Little things. All right. I enjoy exposition scene. Yeah, it's good. I like Mike Myers for some reason playing. <laughs> uh, just a British general or whatever. It's, yeah, that's very funny. You got Winston Churchill in the corner who can't say a word. Um, it's pretty funny stuff. I enjoy that. <laughs> I fucking loved how it was like. I didn't even realize <laughs> that it was Winston until he started speaking, and I was like, "How irrelevant that you're here." <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. One of my little things. Um, you spoke about the camera work. Little things like. This movie is frequently in an in a in in a movie that was presented in English countries is you know I would describe it as an English speaking movie that also has long sequences where it takes on a different um, dialect and there's yes. subtitles. Um, in a movie, it very much doesn't cut corners. You have in certain scenes you have translators who are going back and forth and they repeat every line as it's said. Yeah. Um, I like that the, it doesn't in a movie that is got slow pacing it doesn't feel boring the camera like whips between three people as like those dialogue scenes are going on it makes it a yeah. lot more palatable in a mo in a move that could have been like oh my god okay i get it there's the there's the scene where 
like the badger just took out that guy and then like his mate came forward and just like they're like where's the location of these guys and just immediately drops his finger on the map which in itself <laughs> is very funny yeah but the way that shot is exactly what you say like the camera just like switching moving side to side back and forth between the three characters as like yeah it's spoken it's translated it's then re- replied to and that sort of stuff it's it's yeah. interesting it's good it's like a three-way whip pan which feels yeah. Yeah. hard to do i'd imagine <clears throat> Um, but then not only that, but then also a three-way whip pan, but then added in the fourth way where the camera then goes down to the map and then looks at the information and that yeah. sort of stuff as well. A four-way whip pan? <laughs> wow. So I'm saying, they said it could never be done. We've cracked cinematography here. We understand it. <laughs> um, there's people here that operate cameras, presumably, like <laughs> at least at like a semi-professional level, I'd imagine, that are just like, what are you? Shut up. I don't think any professionals listen to this podcast. And if you do, That's- prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah go on tell us <laughs> send us the imdb yes we, we'll, be the, IMDb. we'll be the judge of your your exploits <laughs> yeah. um, any idiots other little who things? don't know what they're talking about ever <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll tell you uh any other little things um uh i don't know which means I've, no i've got um three more little things go all right i'll, I'll quick fire them uh, Shoshana's suit up, complete with gun in the purse, red dress, and lipstick war paint, is raw as fuck. Goes very hard. Great scene. Brutal. Liked it. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just saw a note that says there it is. The Tarantino foot scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad we got to that. Uh, my other one, uh, my other note was the. Um, it, I find it very very funny that there was like a big build up that we there's a line where i think eli roth says to the other guy when i kill that guy you've got 30 feet to go and kill that guy <laughs> yeah. and they play like a f- big fanfare of music and it's over in three seconds <laughs> I love just, that. the way the way he just launches himself down that hallway <laughs> as well it's so good <laughs> i like that just the amount of prep went into it they loaded like handguns concealed yeah. like brilliant um I also, I, this isn't one of my little things. I love that there's so much shooting going on that it just goes unheard because the, the yeah. propaganda movie is just two hours of a guy shooting people. Yeah. And then, and then carving a swash sticker into his bird's nest. And then everyone's <laughs> cheering it as well. It's like yeah. fucking endgame for fucking Nazis or whatever. <laughs> it's Nazi endgame. It is. Uh, and my, my last one is after they've captured Brad Pitt. Um, and Christoph Waltz is toying with him a little bit while he's got his his hood on, yeah. and he's he's like ooh, <laughs> and he pokes him and he it. just fucking twats him the hardest yeah. I've ever seen anyone get twatted. <laughs> that was very fun. Yeah, so so good. I um, enjoy the moment where like Christoph Waltz picks up the phone. He's like the man in the white smoking jacket. Just immediately cuts <laughs> to Brad Pitt just getting tackled, just straight knocked down to the ground. While he's going, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's fucking Nazis. Yeah, the only thing he can say before that is like bonjourno, and then he's getting yeah. dragged off, and he's like, you Nazi piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just going off. Lawrence, we have no more little things. No, we don't. We don't at all. <laughs> there definitely wasn't a cut there while we lost our minds. No. As... <laughs> Laughing at something silly. So what do we do now? Uh, now is the part of the show where we recommend stuff to people, Nathan. We recommend things for you to check out. If it could be anything we've done during this week, a movie, a TV show, even a nice little walk. Lawrence, what are you recommending this week? Uh, this week I am recommending um, the movie The Rocketeer. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. Right, it may seem like you a can't, cop-out. Surely you cannot recommend 
stuff you worked on for your silly little job that doesn't exist? <laughs> I can. I can. I, it's a movie. I'm not. I'm not. It'd be weird if I was like, I recommend the Caravan of Garbage video on the Rocketeer. Right? That would be weird. Yeah. That would be weird. Yeah. And also, like, when I finish these videos up with Ben, we just never want to watch them ever again. <laughs> We're so done. But, but you I, loved the Rocketeer. It, do you know what? It's not even that, like, I, I loved it. I just, I was pleasantly surprised that the series in Caravan right now is going through movies that, like, underperformed and have, like, a loose connection to each other in that they're, like, not amazingly received and they didn't make a lot of money. And the Rocketeer is a good movie. It was... I've always enjoyed Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, and this is same director, Joe Johnston. And it's basically a superhero movie that is barely a superhero movie. It's basically a guy that gets a jetpack and is like, I might happen to save the world with this jetpack very randomly. Uh, it's quaint. It's, 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 yeah, it's just, it's just an easy two hours. Not even, I think it's an hour and 40 or something. Lawrence, my recommendation this week is a video game, a video game. I hear you ask. Yes. A video game. Uh, Lawrence, this week, and for the past few weeks, like the past month, really, I have been playing Red Dead Redemption. The first <laughs> one. Yes. Yes, because I bought... I was the one person who bought the remaster. Despite thought, everyone saying not to. Didn't <laughs> I was we, like... Sorry, didn't a few people buy it? I, th I don't know. Like, was it... No, I think probably quite a few people did buy it, yeah. but like, It wasn't the announcement was... everyone wanted. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. I think people would have very disappointed because it wasn't like a, you know, a, a full-on remake, like PS5 yeah. version of it. And that's understandable. I can see why people would be upset by that. It does seem very much like a, a cash grab, a quick cash grab sort of thing. Um, that being said, for me, this was really like the only way to play the game. And I have not played yeah. the game in like 10 years or so. Um, and I just really wanted to play it. So I bought it, and I'm glad I did, because I had a good time with it. I'm not necessarily recommending the game Red Dead Redemption. What I'm recommending is Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare, which oh. also comes with the game. Because Does, that, does I, it come I, with it? comes with it. I had never played this, okay? Oh, I never shit. played this, <laughs> yeah. But this weekend, I finished the Red Dead Redemption story, and then I immediately loaded up Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. And more games should do this. It's just like a not canon, fun little <laughs> side story where for some reason there's just zombies now. And yeah. you and you just like go around the fucking the Red Dead Redemption map from town to town trying to like clear out the fucking zombies and help people and all that sort of stuff. I'm not even finished it, I'm still playing it, but it's so much fun to to have Red Dead, but then also just to kill zombies in the same yeah. time. It's Did this is why it baffles me because every now and again the conversation comes up like I wish they made like a, like a game like GTA 5 but for zombies I'm like they did like you, you can't <laughs> yeah. run them over but you can just run around blowing shit up and shooting people and stuff like as zombies yeah. they did make that game yeah um, it's great yeah I, I, I really really I can't believe you, you'd never played Undead Nightmare never played it no but yeah I'm having a lot of fun with it it's great that must, that must have been so fun to experience for the first time as like an adult yeah it is yeah it's it's, it's it's quite bizarre because I literally just like finished the Red Dead story and then I'm like, oh, let's go play this. And then there's like immediately, like, spoiler alert, I guess, but your family, Abigail and Jack, just get killed yeah. and turned into zombies. And I'm like, oh shit, well, okay. <laughs> oh, that's different. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun though. Good stuff. Yeah. I do I do like that. Yeah, very much mm. spoilers. This is your this is your warning, spoilers for the story of Red Dead. But like <clears throat> <laughs> I do like how it 
<laughs> the concept of John just getting blown to shit at the end of the first game. And then yeah. he's like, Abigail, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Like, if it was canon, it would be the most confusing canon for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Yeah, that is a banger. There was, I, there, was, there was a moment I was playing it yesterday. There's a moment where I went to Armadillo and I went to the general store in Armadillo. And the guy who owns the store, there's just like this cutscene that plays out. And the guy who mm. owns the store is like, um, Are you a Jew? <laughs> and John's like, What? <laughs> he's like, Are you a Jew? I don't like Jews. And he's like, Okay. He's like, All right. I don't like Jews, homosexuals. I don't <laughs> like. And he just goes on this long list of everything he doesn't like. And then John just goes, Have you ever met a Jew or a homosexual? Or like, and he is. And he goes, No, but I know I don't like. <laughs> and then he immediately gets eaten by zombies. It's great. <laughs> I also, once I finished Red Dead, um, Red Dead, I also put on Red Dead 2 for a little while, and I was like, whoa, this looks so good, man. <laughs> I was like, whoa, look how crisp this is. <laughs> yeah, that, that jump of like, what, before they remastered The Last of Us, it's the same yeah. as going from The Last of Us. What, I mean, it's actually, no, it's way bigger of a jump from Red Dead to Red Dead 2. So Red Dead One doesn't look bad though. Like the remaster, yeah. j- j- I've got like a fucking sixty-five inch TV, so it's it can be hard to make older stuff look good on it. But mm. like Red Dead One, it, the the remaster, it looks great. Like there was no point where I was like, oh, this looks clanky. I'm having trouble with this. It was yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, like, I think it, it's, it's more, just it's Red more... Dead Two looks so good though. Red yeah. Dead Two is just like one of the best looking games out there really it's it's more how it plays as well like the way john runs isn't as fluid as arthur running and yeah all of this stuff um yeah, yeah. that's true still still a good game though i i didn't know one did <clears throat> nightmare came with it i might actually fork out that that was it like 30 40 quid i think i paid 40 quid for it yeah it might be quid. a bit cheaper now as well might be probably not but... no, they're probably st- it's rockstar they're sticking to their guns yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah probably <laughs> God damn. You might uh, be able very... to pick it up on a on a sale for, for a little bit less or something, but I think yeah. it's worth forty quid. I yeah. good time. I'll spend like a month playing it. So There you are then. Yeah. And it's a good game as well, like you say, just because it hasn't had any technical improvements, it's yes. still a good game. Yeah. Um as good I've as also... it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very much as good as it was. I also bought uh Spider Man two, so I'm ready for that. Uh, and I will be purchasing Assassin's Creed Mirage as well. I've um I booked a day off work for a Spider-Man too. <laughs> How do you book a day off work? I I, I still have people don't... I have to tell I'm not available. <laughs> I don't just wake up and go. Should I work today? I'll see what comes my way. <laughs> do you not though? Surely you can just be like, as long as you get it done by the deadline. Surely you can be like. I can do, yeah, because there's no one I actually have to report to of a day. Yeah, exactly. I have deadlines, but like there are times where I go, I I need to take today off. Like someone will come up and I go, I need to take Monday off. That means my Tuesday and most of my Wednesday are fucked. Yeah. So it's the same as another job, but the difference is there's no one well, to cover not... me and I can't make up my time. Yeah, it's not really the same as another job because like I can book off like. <laughs> I can book off the day Spider-Man comes out and then I won't have to work twice as hard next week. Like it 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 yeah, it just means I have to fit in two days worth of work into one or yeah. be comfortable with just losing that video and that money. 
Yeah. That's that's it basically. That's that's the 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 kind of shit end of being self-employed is yeah. that you don't really get paid holidays really. Yeah, you have to I mean it just unless it takes, you have a boss like James who is nice and he goes, "Yeah, we'll we'll take a month off, but you'll still get paid or whatever." Yeah, that and like I I've said And that's rare. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's enough of that. If <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode, new episodes of this show come out every mm. single Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, we have... <laughs> no, this is the promo. This is what we need to have in. They're already listening. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Well, they need to make sure they come back. Okay. Yeah, keep listening, bitch. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I've been can... calling you bitch a lot lately. Yeah, you know, the other day. <laughs> did you see that post I did on Facebook? Not a post, but in the comments. I was like, oh, he's busy being a soaker. So oh, yeah, not... yeah, yeah, yeah. When I just doxed you or whatever. Um, and then you made that you did that reply like I don't know, I'm gonna sue you for harassment or whatever. Yeah, I replied to that with "Shut up, bitch!" And then like an hour later, I got a comment from Facebook saying we've removed your comment for harassment and bullying. I was like, "What? what? <laughs> Come on!" <now. laughs> sometimes Twitter do that. Sometimes probably not so much these days because Elon yeah. Musk and whatever. Um, but like. They used to do that thing where like you tweet and it'd be like, this isn't typically how we encourage people to speak to each other. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tweet this? Do you really want to tweet this? And the tweet is like, kill yourself. Or something. <laughs> people don't usually reply like this. Yeah. It's like, well, have I you seen Have you seen that video of Jimmy Carr that's going around on Twitter at the moment? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Everyone strap that. in. This is edgy One Direction jokes. <laughs> like, he, he literally says the jokes he says are barely acceptable now. Like, are you sure about that, mate? Like, they, they weren't funny ten years ago, boss. <laughs> they're awful. It's so embarrassing. That's the worst thing about it. Like, oh. one, they're not offensive, and two, they're also just not good jokes. That they're not even funny. Like, the edgiest one is that his uncle had sex with him. Yeah, Great. fucking hell. Like, wow. Even that's still pretty tame. Like, yeah. When, Calm down. If a, if a comedian who is a seasoned veteran of TV specials, right, comedy specials, mm. he's been a public comedian for yeah. over 20 years, right? If he's making up jokes that I can make up in year seven, he's doing something yeah. wrong. I mean, right. Jenny Nicholson said, like she quoted tweeted and said, um, she, like she doesn't know who this guy is, but... It's it's either terrible or just completely brilliant uh, satire. Like him and it's just not setting that. it up and just going like, fucking like this is gonna be so edgy. Get ready and then just telling this the lamest, <laughs> tamest jokes ever. It's just the greatest form of satire ever. Do you know who does um, that well? James Acaster. Yeah, yeah, he does. James Acaster yeah. does silly jokes. Where he has that ongoing joke where he repeats it to the point where it's jarring. Where he's like, "What? Too <laughs> offensive for you?" <laughs> yeah. What's he saying? Like, oh, do, you, do, you, do you know who needs more screening? Like I'm doing my job. What's that? <laughs> yeah. He has that brilliant bit where it's like, because uh, uh, like, you know who, like when he's basically just rinsing Ricky Gervais and his weird, yeah. like, oh, you know, I put people to the test. I put, I see what people are made of. That's my I meant comedy. to challenge people. Yeah. What's it's wrong, like, do you know who needs a challenge? challenge? Yeah. He knows long overdue a challenge. The <laughs> trans community. <laughs> Yeah. oh dear lord they've had it too good for too long <laughs> yeah. um, have you seen yeah. have you seen um, James Acaster when he was on Would I Lie to You uh, I've probably seen it but I can't 
picture it. What, what, what was it? <laughs> you know what I like to do? They'll occasionally bring out a, like a... Oh, is it the lettuce soup? kid or the cabbage yeah, kid? The, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> the fact that it's true. <laughs> like this man in his 30s just has beef with a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, his nemesis is like a 10-year-old boy who keeps sending him lettuces. <laughs> He's he's a genius though, like comedy wise, because like it's the exact kind of thing that James A. Caster like a joke would embellish, like a joke of yeah. like, yeah, this is my nemesis, and it's like, oh, it's James being silly again. Yeah, but exactly. no, it's his legitimate nemesis. <laughs> it's a ten-year-old boy. Did <laughs> uh, so I tell funny. you? I, I you know I saw him live. Yeah. I when I went in, his like I don't even know if it's on the special. I haven't been able to watch. I think it's like the cold lasagna pizza thing or whatever it's called. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> in that special we walked in and we thought we were early but like it was the time on the ticket and other people were arriving yeah. and he he was just sat on his phone on the stage scrolling on his phone oh, was he? and 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 every two minutes without fail music would start he'd get up he'd dance for a minute and then sit back down <laughs> okay. and he, he, he wasn't saying anything he wasn't looking at anyone it was almost just like for him and when the show started he didn't acknowledge it whatsoever it just it was something that was going on that was yeah. it yeah Mm, interesting very weird <laughs> anyway nathan <laughs> well I, I like the one i think it's the the repartee ones on netflix yeah they're good um, but like the way he starts it off is he starts it off on his knees because then it's not technically stand up <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, he gets up in a rage and then just goes oh hang on and just presses the, 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 the little alarm on his watch yeah so good uh, that was funny anyway there was like a fucking 30 minute conversation after <laughs> we often do this by the way if you don't stick around for another yeah. happy pod after dark you're missing out we'll give you the main topic up front but then after it you just get us chatting for a little bit it normally veers in around the 40 minute mark we just start talking a bit nonsense yeah. and then it's just kind of a like it's it's like a it's like watching an egg and spoon race if you chopped off someone's legs it's just kind of like a slow stumble to the end, basically. Anyway, yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter, is what <laughs> yeah, we were can. saying originally. <laughs> At another happy pod. Um, and yeah, um, we, <laughs> next, next week we're going to be doing this. It's been a while. Things have changed. I started hearing whispers about Thrawn's return. Oh, dear. Uh, Ahsoka? Ahsoka, yeah. Yeah. Nathan, we have another podcast, don't we? Yes, Lawrence, we do. It's called Doctor... No, it's called Still Got Legs. <laughs> it's all about Doctor Who. Um, it's where we're... It's our rewatch podcast where we take a look back at the revival era of the show. We're making our way through the whole thing. We are currently uh, coming towards the end of Series 3. We're about to start the, uh, the three-parter. Well, we have started it by the time this goes out. I don't know. I get confused. Um, so that is something to look forward to. Or to already... Go listen, all right? Still got legs. It's Where, available. Go to the feed as you're listening yes. to this now. Whatever's on there is what we've done. <laughs> yes, and it's a good time. Did you see that trailer for the 60th anniversary? It looks great. We'll talk about it in six years. <laughs> should we talk about the trailer this week, or should we just wait to talk about the episode whenever we get to it? We can talk about it a little. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a little chat. Anyway, yeah. go and listen to that. It will be a good time. And if it's not out, go and listen to whatever one is out because that was also a good time. They're all good times. You don't need to worry about that. They're all great fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, lovely stuff. I will see you all next week, as will Nathan Bauer. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> what, what would you suggest? <laughs> 
not saying my last name. I mean, Your last no name's you, everywhere. I know, there's no reason why you can't, but still, it just felt weird. <laughs> you say it frequently, it's your intro. I don't think I say it, oh yeah, I do actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it felt weird to come from you though. <laughs> Fair know. enough. Nathan. <laughs> yeah, it feels better. Yeah. Alright, fine. Don't full name me. Like Sorry. Thomas Heisey. I apologise, Nathan. Yeah. Nathan. Anyway, shut up, bitch. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> we are the ones who 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 are the ones